Thank you for downloading the Grove City Vineyard Sermon Podcast. Enjoy today's message. Why don't you join me in prayer while we get this little technical difficulty figured out. Father God, I just, I ask right now that you would just move it out of the way. Move the obstacle out of the way. Move me out of the way, Lord, that you would just come and that your word would be heard that the people in this room that are watching via Facebook, YouTube, whatever it may be, Lord, that they wouldn't see me, they wouldn't, they wouldn't hear my voice, Lord, but they would hear you. That the words that I speak are your words, Lord. Father God, I just come and, and I ask now that you would just, you would just pour out your spirit, Lord, on this room. You would come and be a part of this morning and that you would, you would show us what freedom True freedom really is. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, Forrest Gump didn't know what he was running to, but he sure knew what he was running from. You guys all know the movie clip we're talking about. That movie clip when he is getting bullied and they're throwing stones at him and they are calling him names and he falls down and Jenny says, run, Forrest, run. See, Forrest wore leg braces on his legs, not because his legs weren't strong. His legs were strong. It was because, as the doctors in the movie said, his spine was crooked like a question mark. These were something, these leg braces were something that Forrest was most definitely probably going to have to wear for the rest of his life until that day. The day that Forrest decided he wasn't going to take being bullied anymore. He was going to run. That moment when the braces break free from Forrest's legs and he begins to run faster and faster, the freedom that Forrest feels with every single step is a freedom that you and I, you and I can experience that sense of freedom today. See, a relationship with Jesus is not about following the rules. It's about believing in Jesus and accepting the freedom that he has to offer. Today we're going to continue our freedom series with freedom from legalism. Legalism, by a definition um, on the interwebs, is a dependence on moral law rather than on personal religious faith. Rather than on personal religious faith. Take the religious out of there. On personal faith. It's personal. We have an opportunity to have a relationship with Jesus that isn't weighed down with a bunch of rules. See, we can have this relationship with belie- by believing in Jesus and accepting. We have to accept the freedom that he has to offer. If you'll turn in Galatians with me to Galatians 5, we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 3. Galatians 5, 1 through 3 says this. It says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. It is for freedom 
that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Paul in this passage, he's speaking to the church of Galatia. And the churches in Galatia, they were started by Paul on one of his missionary journeys. I like to think that he would keep a close eye on them in those beginning stages, especially in the beginning, much like you nurture a plant. After you put it in the soil, you make sure that it's getting enough of the things that it needs to grow. And I'm sure that this is the same heart Paul had for the churches in Galatia. He wanted to make sure that they were cared for, receiving the proper nutrients, the truth. Throughout the book of Galatians, Paul is teaching about the grace and forgiveness that comes with a relationship with Jesus, that we can have this relationship with Jesus without all of the rules, that our acceptance by God isn't dependent on what we do. It doesn't matter what we do. It's about what we believe. It's about what we have faith in. When I was a kid, I grew up in the church, but I didn't go to church with my parents. Nope. I was one of those kids who tagged along with the neighbors across the street. It just so happened that the dad in the family across the street was the new pastor at the church. So each Sunday, Wednesday, and any other day they'd let me go, I would go to church with them. And I heard amazing Bible stories. I heard amazing stories about how Jesus loves me, how he wanted to be my friend. But I also heard the stories about God sending a flood and wiping out the whole earth. I heard about how God could get pretty angry and he would punish his people. So I grew up believing that in order to receive the love, grace, and forgiveness of Jesus that I had to follow the rules that God had given. It was a very conditional relationship. Now, it was not the intent by any means of the church or my Sunday school teachers for me to translate the stories or the scripture in that way. It's the result of me hearing the stories and not having the context. By the time I was a young adult, I had this idea that if I didn't follow the rules, what did it matter if I believed in Jesus or not? I don't know how many rules I broke, but I sure broke a lot of them. And at one point, I truly believed that I was too lost for even Jesus to save me. But you see, I had a family. I had a family that never gave up on me, a mom who prayed diligently, and an aunt who spoke truth into my life every single chance she got. John 8.32 says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, a relationship with Jesus isn't about following the rules. It's about believing in him and accepting the freedom he has to offer. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. There is such power in this sentence. It's a declaration. It's a statement. Paul isn't asking us if we believe this or not. He is making a statement. Remember the opening scene <laughs> with Forrest on the bench talking to the lady? Probably not, but you got it in your head, right? He makes a statement in that scene about how some people don't believe in miracles today. And then his tone changes 
when he says, they do. They do. There's no room for argument. It's a statement. He's not asking the woman if she believes. He's saying, you don't have to. I'm telling you. They do. There's no room for argument. The whole reason Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead was to set us free. It's a statement. The second part of Galatians 5.1 says, Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Burdened again. Isn't that interesting? That kind of implies that we were bound by slavery before. See, we were. Before knowing Jesus, before accepting Jesus as Savior, we are each bound by the world. We serve various masters, money, cars, houses, jobs. Paul is reminding us that we are not those people anymore. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. See those rules that God has given us, those laws that he wants us to follow? They're important. They are things that give us a sense of what is right and wrong. But living under this pressure to always do what is right, to always make the right decision, that's the yoke of slavery. This sense of being bound and restricted. The people of Galatia had heard this message of grace and forgiveness. The unconditional love that Jesus has for each of us. The blood shed by Jesus for our sins and his death and resurrection, which sealed the deal for us to spend eternity with him. But there were those, the Judaizers, who were preaching that in order to truly be saved, you had to follow the law. You could still have your grace and forgiveness, but you had to also follow the law. But doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of why Jesus came? takes away the meaning of his death and resurrection. How can you say that your salvation is based on your ability to follow every rule or law and also have the grace and forgiveness of Jesus Christ? How do you place your faith in Jesus but still believe that in order to receive salvation, you have to follow the law? Now, believing in Jesus is not saying that you have freedom to do whatever you want. No, 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 no. See, it's the relationship with Jesus that's built on grace and forgiveness that convicts us to want to follow the rules. When we enter into that relationship with Jesus, when we are no longer burdened by the yoke of slavery, when we are created new, things change. Our heart changes. Our mind changes, even our desires change. It's no longer this pressure of following the rules to hold on to some, to hold on to our salvation, to do everything right. It's a freedom. And knowing that on those days that we struggle, on the days we mess up, we believe in a God that loves us so much that He sent His Son Jesus to take the punishment so that we could live in freedom. Knowing that Jesus took on my sin and paid my debt, wow, entering into a relationship with Jesus, 
I want to do the right thing, not because I have to in order to keep my salvation, but because Jesus has changed me, made me new, given me a freedom. It's like Pastor Tom asked you in his sermon last week. He said, is there one of the Ten Commandments you want to cross off the list? Like, are you sitting out there trying to decide which rule you're going to break? There's a moment in that video clip when the bullies are throwing rocks at Forrest, or pens, and Jenny says, run away, Forrest, just run away. Forrest has a choice to make. He can stand there and take the beating, or he can have faith that somehow, some way, he's going to be able to run away. When Forrest begins running away, I don't believe that he knew where he was running to. I don't even believe he knew what he was running towards. But he sure did know what he was running from. He simply knew he had to try to get away. To get away from the evil that was chasing after him. The situation surrounding him had become so intense that it didn't matter what rules or restrictions had been placed on him. He just knew that he needed to get away. In the last days of the Civil War, the Confederate capital of Richmond, Virginia, fell to the Union Army. Abraham Lincoln insisted on visiting the city. Even though no one knew he was coming, slave, slaves recognized him immediately and they thronged around him. He had liberated them by the Emancipation Proclamation, and now Lincoln's army had set them free. According to Admiral David Porter, an eyewitness, Lincoln spoke to the throng around him, and he said this. He said, my poor friends, you are free, free as air. You can cast off the name of slave and trample upon it. Liberty is your birthright. But Lincoln also warned them not to abuse their freedom. He said, let the world see that you merit your freedom. Lincoln said, don't let your joy carry you into excesses. Learn the laws and obey them. If we look further at Galatians 5, verses 2 through 3, it says, Mark my words, I, Paul, tell you that if you let yourselves be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. Again, I declare to every man who lets himself be circumcised that he is obligated to obey the whole law. Friends, it is not about which rule you are choosing to follow or which one you are choosing to break. It's the idea that if you think that you have to follow the rules to get them all right, then you're not truly accepting the message of Jesus Christ. If anyone was familiar with the law, it would be Paul. Not only was he a lawyer, but he had also been known to uh, try to persuade people into not even believing in Jesus in his earlier days. Paul is telling the church of Galatia to believe. The gospel that was preached to you, the gospel that he had shared with them, that they had accepted before, it's true. And it is the only thing that you need. Paul is telling us in this scripture that if you're going to follow the law, 
then not only do you have to follow that one rule, but you have to follow all of them. But then what Jesus did by dying on the cross and rising from the dead, the pain he endured, the blood he shed, all that suffering was for nothing. If we choose to follow the law because we think that it is what is going to save us, then what Jesus did is of no value. Forrest is running away from the bullies. He's running. He is moving his legs as restricted as they may have been. He was moving them with a faith that somehow this was going to change the outcome. He was tired of taking the beatings, tired of living under this ideology that he couldn't do something. He had faith. He had faith that whatever it was that he was running towards was going to be better than what was behind him. That moment when the braces begin to break away from Forrest's legs, when he realizes that the things that had been holding him back were breaking away, this sense of freedom that is evident in his face and in his pace, that freedom is what Jesus has paid the price for each of us to experience today. That freedom is what Paul is speaking about. When we enter into a relationship with Jesus, when we ask him to come and live in our heart, to be a part of our life, we are saying yes to a lifetime of freedom. This isn't saying that we live a life of reckless abandon for the rules. See, it's that relationship that we have with Jesus that draws us in and gives us a desire to want to follow the rules. But we aren't following the rules because that is what our salvation is dependent on. We are following the rules or doing our best because of the relationship we have with Jesus. My hope is that today, those of you hearing this message, thinking you don't know all the bad things I have done, or there has to be a limit <laughs> on how many rules you can break and I've surpassed that limit. Trust me, you haven't. The relationship with Jesus is not about following the rules. It's about believing in Jesus and accepting the freedom that he has to offer. I want you to know that you might not completely understand what it is that you're running towards. All you know is that you can't continue to live in the current situation you are in. You are thinking there's gotta be a catch. This sounds way too good. No rules and an unconditional love and forgiveness. Nothing can be that easy. But I'm here to tell you that it is. You simply have to make the decision to move. Forrest could have stayed and continued to get beaten down, but he made a choice. He made a choice to run. Again, not knowing where he was going, only knowing that he couldn't stay in that current situation. I want you, I want all of you, to know the freedom of having this no-strings-attached, grace-filled, unconditional love relationship with Jesus. This grace and forgiveness that is unlimited. 
the freedom to know that when we make mistakes, break a rule, that we can come to Jesus and ask him to forgive us. To live a life not bound and restricted, but to know that you are loved and forgiven and accepted by Jesus Christ, no matter the condition you are in. That is the freedom I pray each of you finds. If you are here today and know that you can't continue to live life the way you have been, you might know, not know what it is exactly you're moving towards, but it has to be better than your current situation. I invite you to come and a prayer ministry team member will join you and pray with you. Maybe it's not about not knowing who Jesus is. Maybe you've walked with Jesus, but you feel like you've messed up. You've broken too many rules. How could he still love me? I want to invite you to come and just bow at the throne. Say, Jesus, forgive me. Because he's there. All you have to do is move. He's waiting on you. Let Jesus set you free. Come and receive this unconditional, grace-filled love that Jesus has for each of you. Would you please stand as we sing?